You are listening to John Gerica on SAFM. 10 to 8. Let's see how South Africa can take advantage of... It's a terrible way to say it, isn't it? Um, how can we gainfully respond in the interest of international shipping with the Suez Canal crisis? I think is that's a better way of putting it. Executive Chairperson of the Maritime Business Chamber is Unati Sonti. Unati, good morning to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we, we have this... We have this uh, correction. I don't quite know what the official word is. We have a marine bunkering service. In other words, we have refueling services down on the south coast, but there's an issue with SARS. So lots, lots to unpack there. How can we take advantage of of, of the crisis in the Suez Canal? Morning, JG uh, and SFM listeners, and happy holidays to everyone. Look, we all know that uh, the Cape Good Hope, of Good Hope has been earmarked as the possible route that could be able to take the traffic uh, that was to be moving through the Suez Canal. Remember also the Suez Canal would be facing a lot of congestion because Mm. the Panama Canal uh, is facing drought and then the Suez Canal would have been the alternative. Now that there is this conflict that is currently there, uh, South Africa now is presented with an opportunity to be able to assist those vessels there are two things that can happen. It's vessels that would still want to go via port or it's vessels that would need fuel um, via offshore. And this is where now South Africa can be able to come in and be able to resuscitate the situation because there are two things we do not want. We don't want vessels to be distressed at sea because that would have dangers uh, for the environment should anything wrong happen. And two, the danger of the life of the seafarers that are, in, that are stuck into those vessels. So by offering the, the opportunity to open up the offshore bunker stations, you then allow also for crew changes because some of them may already be stuck or they may have already been uh, at the time when they are required to go, you know, off as off signers instead of being or, or there's already ones that are supposed to be on signers on these vessels. Okay, so instead of so, if you're an American ship, are you moving American goods to China and vice versa? Instead of going through the Panama Canal to the east coast of America, across the Atlant- uh, the Pacific Ocean, you've got to go Atlantic down past South Africa, Indian Ocean, through Mal- uh, and into China. That's that's the idea. Needs that's needs a lot of fuel to do that. So, what bunkering services do we currently offer? Look, we 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 offer bunkering services both at port and offshore. Mm-hmm. And these bunkering services we were offering, we were offering, in fact, at, at offshore only in Alcoa Bay, okay. uh, which was the one that was, 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 was approved since 2016. So in the advent then of what has currently happened with SARS mm. in September, there's been some vessels that were detained, and these vessels are the ones who have been offering this service um, at, at offshore. On top of that, there has already been a moratorium in place by TMPA and SAMSA on new licensees that would have come as well be part of those operators that are currently operating in Alcobe so that we may have at least a number now of operators that would be offering these services. Okay, so bunkering services, one ship goes out and meets another ship and refuels. It's not like a, uh, it's not like a jetty that sticks out into the sea. Yes, no, it's why it's one, okay. it's one, there's a bunker part that goes and then it, it, it will fuel the other. And remember, that, that, that service does not go alone. Hence, you don't want just to, to market 
it as a standalone because it comes with other things. It mm. comes with crew changes. It comes with supplies. It comes, you know, with, with, with repairs. It comes with uh, hull cleaning. So there are quite a number of, of the lot of services that are tied into, into such a service. Hence, the bleeding of what has currently happened mm. in Algorbe is not just hurting the fuel suppliers, but it's also hurting all those other SMMEs that were within the value chain of those services. They are agents, they are service boat providers, they are oil spill responders, they are hotels, they are, you know, air flights. So there's quite a number of services that are tied into this bunker. All right. So, okay. So if you had a crew change, the crew might fly back to America as you get a secondhand crew coming. Okay. Um, what is SARS issue? Why, why, have they, why have they brought it to a screeching halt? Look, uh, SARS issued out a consent to say there is, um, they, they are currently, in fact, going through an investigation with regards to some the, the Customs Act of 1964, and of which they have declared in their statement that they have been warning the industry since 2016 uh, with regards to this. Uh, so that is the reason why uh, it, 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 they are saying it with, with regards to non-compliance with their Customs Act. Well, that seems legitimate. Look, uh, I think there is some legitimacy to their claims, né? but there is also some interventions that were taken by those that are concerned. It's just that we can't discuss those details on air, uh, which I believe how SARS has gone about it, it is wrong, whilst what they are trying to do, it is right. And this is where now I think we, we need government to come in and be able to take a stand uh, in light of what is currently happening, where right. SARS needs to continue with what they are doing, but also let us think about the economy that is dying right now. All right, so you're asking for SARS to reassess its position in urgency. So don't don't let this take a couple of years to think about. Get this done before the end of January. Look, there's, there's a process there where now uh, it's open for comments on the legislation, um, uh, regulation uh, which I do by the 12th of January mm-hmm. and hopefully we may get you know a resolution into that matter by end of February but knowing how things are done in South Africa that may take you know a, a, a longer than than it, 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 it is anticipated but now currently there is an opportunity where we can be able to activate mm. that banker or that offshore banker you know, you know spot together with just including also Saldana Bay as a also second uh, a bunker hotspot so that we are able then to cover the, the traffic because the war, uh, the, the, the crisis in the Red Sea is not going to end tomorrow. Mm. Uh, the more soldiers come in to try and bring in security there, it is more of a conflict that is going to continue. And this is where South Africa needs to clear themselves up. Already Mauritius, uh, Mozambique, and, uh, and Namibia are already taking up the stage. And we don't want, you know, because remember in shipping, whatever that is lost, whatever that you are unable to, you know, to capture, if someone else is able to give the similar service even better, you have lost that business. Uh, Unati, that's the bunkering services, and we understand that issue. Can the ports handle a type of bunkering service? In other words, can, can these big ships come into the ports, and have we got that capacity? We've seen the issues with ports over the last three, three or four months. You see, this is this is this is now the other the other issue. Mm. Uh, I I have seen TNPA statement that clearly says they have not received new calls 
for, for, from the distressed vessels. And you would understand why. One, vessels know the, the challenges that we have within our ports. The second other thing would be the issue with regards to size. The reason why you have offshore is because you don't have problems with vessel sizes that won't right. be able to go into certain ports. Currently, you, you be the only port that can cater for vessels because of there are no congestions, there are no waiting times. It would obviously be Cape Town and the port of Nuha and, and, and PE, and of which both all those three ports would have similar ch- challenges with regards to the sizes of vessels. Okay, so those big container ships, those huge container ships and oil ships can't fit into those ports. Simple, simple as that. Depending on size. Yeah. There are some that can fit, but majority of the current new vessels, they won't fit. And this is what uh, uh, also Transnet has been saying, to say part of the reasons there's congestion and part of the yes. reasons why there's no business coming in is the new vessel sizes. But outside of that, you would know that it's the, it's the inefficiencies and of which they are working on currently. Okay, so lots of inefficiencies. We've got that. We've got the bunkering service with tax. Uh, Unati, this is, as you say, time sensitive because if Mozambique is doing it and Namibia is doing it, then you can just stop there, go around the corner, stop there, and then go through the big ocean. That that that's definitely, you know, what what and in and in fact also, you know, now also the Western countries that are also offering offshore because these ports. Remember already, there are some surcharges that have already been included now uh, because. The, the the voyage uh, days is longer, so now yes. you include those costs to your clients. So those surcharges, you don't want to include now uh, port fees for for bed space and all those things. Hence, you would want a a simple and a cheaper, you know, way, which is offshore bankering. When do we expect to get an answer from SARS and from Transnet as uh, speeding things up? Look, Transnet has already got a strategy that they have, they, are, they have daily updates in terms of how they are using the situation within the port for so that TNPA. As I've alluded to that, uh, SAR has got a document that is out for comment, which then is due, the comments are due by the 12th of January. We don't know then when would, we would definitely have an answer from them. But one thing that I want to highlight is mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, um, if we look at the current wave, of how other countries are looking into, you know, uh, uh, advancing or appreciating the opportunities within maritime. You would note that uh, maritime belongs as a as a branch into the Department of Transport. South Africa needs to take a serious stand and establish a maritime affairs ministry, which would then be able to run through these things and with agencies so that we are able to benefit from all these, these mm. opportunities that are presented by the maritime industry. Unati Sonti, thank you very much, Executive Chairperson of the Marine Business Chamber.